you've been coming here any length of time, you realize that was for Brother Fry. Amen. But it's good for all of us, and I appreciate that. Miss Billy, thank you for that song. You know, the the uh, greatest find that you will ever discover is God's will for your life. And the greatest peace and comfort you will ever find is when you submit to doing God's will for your life. And it's interesting because the world tells you, uh, gives you all these ideas of what will make you happy and content, and they always leave you hollow. And if, if we really believe what we say we do, that the Lord's coming back, it could be any day. Greatest place you're going to be uh, and when he comes back is in the center of God's will. And, uh, you know, and I get this, Brother Fry, uh, we that uh, have some age on us now, uh, this same message was preached to me when I was a teenager, when I was a kid, and I thought, you know what, I don't need that. I'm going to do what I want to do. And uh, so I'm, I'm sensitive, Brother Paul, I understand that, you know, it, it really comes to point in everybody's life where you've got to figure out that God's way is better than your way. And it breaks the heart of adults to see kids. And, I, you know, our parents told us the same thing. But you see all the heartache and the tragedy they could miss if they would just figure that out. And the thing is, you know, maybe in times past I realize we've never been guaranteed another day, another breath. Um, but... Um, I really believe that we are we are in the last days. And and so if the Lord, Brother Harley, if he could come back today, there's no time to wait. There's no time to wait for any of you. You can be 50 years old and still not be in the will of God. You can be 70 years old and not be in the will of God. And, and so that, that song she just sang for you, what great meaning it had is that the, the greatest place you'll ever be is in the center of God's will. And I appreciate that. I want you to turn to Luke chapter number 8 this morning. Luke chapter number 8. And uh, we've had an interesting week, haven't we? Uh, it is good. Had a, just a great day of Thanksgiving. And I hope you were able to spend time with your friends and family. And um, who knows what uh, what's coming down the pike. i tell you what, what was interesting this week. Uh, maybe many of you heard the Supreme Court decision... Uh, against uh, Governor Cuomo. Uh, Cuomo is trying to shut down churches and limit the amount of people they could have in church. And so it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 to four ruling, uh, overruled his mandate for churches. And uh, that's good news. But I also want to say this. It shows you how important that uh, uh, Trump put uh, uh, Coney Barrett in there. Now, all these people are talking about, well, he shouldn't have done that. Guess what? If he wouldn't have, it had been five to four the other way. Been five. So you and I would, and that set, will set the precedent for days ahead. Uh, so you ought to thank God that, because, uh, that, uh, listen, Justice Roberts, who is supposed to be conservative, he, he, he sides with the, the liberal crowd on everything. So uh we need to be, keep praying i know yet listen some of you are saying listen we all just let this thing go and uh and deal and if it's god's will that's what we're going to end up doing but you better be praying even now i hope you can't quit praying for our country pray for our country 
because we are not out of the woods, and we may be heading in deeper woods, hallelujah. So uh, it's interesting, listen, our governor just had a mandate this week, shutting down, you know, uh, more mass mandates, and, and you have to wear them in restaurants and have to put them up in between bites, and, uh, you know, you have to... Uh, Businesses are going to be fined, can be fined if they don't uh, if they don't uh, adhere to it and, and uh, require that. And uh, gyms, you got I don't know how you're supposed to exercise with that mask on your face, uh, but that's what they want you to do. So it's crazy. You know, churches, same thing. They, uh, but listen, we're in a day. If we've ever need to trust God, we got to trust Him now, don't we? And uh, better days are ahead. Praise God, I promise you that. One way or another, there the better days are ahead. So I thank you for being here this morning and appreciate your faithfulness. And I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And again, have some people traveling, some around town. Continue to pray for them. Let's stand together in Luke chapter number 8. Listening this morning, talking about being blessed, Brother Fry. Uh, I was listening to an interview with a, uh, a man this morning. He is a combat veteran. He was injured in combat and lost a limb, and then he, uh, they let him, he wanted to go back into combat, and he lost another limb. And they asked him, and said, how do you, uh, he's a motivational speaker, and they asked him, they said, how do you stay positive? And he said, well, when I get up in the morning, he said, to have a good day, I, 50, I figure 50% of it is accomplished, I woke up. And he said, although the day may not always be good. He said, I have to find good things in that day. Now think about that. You may have the worst day of your life, but there are some good things in that day. And sometimes that's what you've got to focus on. You can't look at the whole situation. You have to find those nuggets. And that, that's, you know, and it's that way, Brother Fry, with the Word of God. Uh, if you really want to get the most out of the Word of God, you've got to go digging for the nuggets, right? And it's not always on the top ground. you got to dig deep to get the good stuff. So this morning, no matter how bad your day has been, no matter how bad your week has been, I promise you if you will search for something good, uh, if nothing else, you've got to come to church. Brother Fry mentioned, you, we take for granted till you don't have it. And by then, it's too late. And I'm thankful God touched this man and, and others, I see others here that were sick that are here. Praise God for that. But when you, when you don't get to go to church, it's one thing when you have a choice and you decide, but when you can't go, it's different. So if you can go, you ought to go. Amen. Luke chapter number 8, verse number 16 is where we'll start reading this morning. The Bible said, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, covereth with a vessel. Now think about this, that doesn't mean a whole lot to us today because all we got to do is walk in a room, hit a switch and lights come on. But, but let's, let's put ourselves back when Jesus is, is explaining this, when he's, he's uh, giving us this, this example. No man when he hath lighted the candle covereth with a vessel or putteth it under a bed but setteth on a candlestick that they which enter in may see the light. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Let's look at verse 18. Take heed, all right? Take heed therefore how ye hear. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken, even that which he seemeth to have. 
That's pretty powerful, isn't it? I want to preach on this thought this morning. Don't cover your candle. Don't cover your candle. Again, doesn't mean a whole lot to us today because we can come in, have a light switch. You got lights come on. You got a phone app that you can turn lights on. But think about the day they were in. When, when it was dark, it was dark, right? And there was no street lights. There was no, uh, and so in order, he's saying, listen, why would you light a candle to illuminate your house and then put something over top of it? He's telling us today, don't cover your candle. And I'm thinking today, many Christians, they're, they're ashamed of their Christianity. They're ashamed of being bought by the blood of Christ. They're afraid that if we live our life for Christ, that we'll be made fun of, people won't like us. Well, guess what? That's not new. It has always been that way. Afraid maybe if we live for the Lord, there'll be some persecution in our life. Well, so what? I mentioned it Wednesday night. I don't think anybody, uh, any of us know anyone personally who has been sawed asunder for standing for Christ. I don't know of anyone that has been burned at the stake for standing and not renouncing Christ. So even in the midst of what we're seeing today, we're still not living in awful times. And if we don't let our candle shine, what's gonna happen is it's going to get worse. I promise you, friend, listen, you say, well, let somebody else do it. There's nobody else to do it. See, we've kicked the can down the road for generation after generation. We are the generation that has to let our candle shine. We'll just wait for the Lord to come back. Well, it, it may be a year, it may be 10, maybe a 100 years. You don't know how long it will be before he comes back. So let your candle shine. And don't cover it up. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word of God. Speak to our hearts. Pray for that one that may be here that does not know Jesus Christ as Savior. You touch their hearts, show them their need of salvation. Lord, speak to our hearts, those that are saved, those that are blood-bought, name the name of Christ, that we would let our candle shine, that we'd not be embarrassed of it. We'd see how important it is. Father, we'll thank you and praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. So one of the biggest issues a person can face in their life is purpose. I mean, the fact is, many of us have no idea what our purpose is in life. We meander through life. We, we get through life. We, it's like every day is uh, the same as the day before. We get up, we go to work, put our eight, ten hours in, come home, eat supper, watch the news, go to bed. That's it. That's your life. You ever thought maybe God created you for something bigger than that? You ever thought that, uh, listen, and here's how we're programmed. Work, 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 retire, enjoy your life. Number one, what if you never get to retirement? What if when you retire, you don't enjoy your life? See, when you live your life with purpose, every day is a day of enjoyment. When you really find out as she's saying God's will for your life and every day everything that you do is centered around uh, doing that very thing and the activities may be different but it's all the same purpose and that's really 
what we're looking for. Why am I here? Why uh, was I created? What is, what is it that I'm supposed to do? And uh, we spend days and weeks and months and years and decades and sometimes lifetimes trying to figure out what I'm here for when we realize that at least on a very base level, God has put us here for a reason and that reason is to glorify him. Now that may look different in every one of our lives. It may not be ministry. You may not be called to go to the mission field, but maybe, maybe where you work is your mission field. So whatever it is, that's what God's called you to do. And so our life is a candle to light a dark world. And if you'll notice in this scripture in verse 16, the Bible said no man, not some, no man when he lighted a candle covered it with a vessel or putteth it under a bed for setting it on a can- but setting it on a candlestick that they which enter in may see the light. So it's telling me, Brother Marty, that the Lord's saying that the candle is not for you, the candle is for someone else. It's not enough to have a candle and say, I'll just bring it out when I want to. He's saying, why would you have a candle and not set it out? Because the fact is, if you're like me, at least to a degree, you can walk around your house in the dark and kind of know where things are. But if you've ever been somewhere, when we were in Alaska just a a few weeks ago, uh, I got up and we were in this new house. We were staying with the Seaver family, never been there before. And uh, it doesn't matter, I don't know about you, when I sleep somewhere else, I had to get up 25 times during the night. And it was dark. Listen, they ain't got no street light because ain't no street. And I woke up one night and I was in the kitchen. I was just going to the bathroom. You say, well, uh, well, how'd you do that? Because I wasn't familiar with where I was at. Maybe, I guess, maybe I was sleepwalking, but all I remember is I was, what am I doing in here? And I remember getting up many times, feeling around, trying to figure out where I was at so I didn't hit my knee or my, my toe on something. At our house, I can get up, I can go to where I need to go a lot of times and don't have that much trouble. But if you stay somewhere different and there's no light, you have problems. And that's kind of the picture we have. The Lord's saying, listen, you don't, have, you don't light a candle and go put it somewhere where it doesn't illuminate. Friend, when he saved you by his, his grace, he lit something in you. Boy, he lit a fire in you. When you first got saved, first got born again, you wanted people to know that you were a Christian. You wanted people to know you were saved. You wanted people to know something was different. But you know what happens? Sin. And it... It hinders that light. It covers it. It darkens our candle. We hide it. So our candle has one purpose. It's to burn and to shed light. And it is not used for the purpose it is created for. It's useless. How many of you got candles that hadn't pulled out in years? And, you know, and, and hopefully you don't have to, right? If Around here, if you pull out a candle, it means the power's gone out. But if you have a candle, if you're a candle... You're not being used for what you're uh, to be used for. What are you good for? What are we here for? It's not just to breathe oxygen. It's not just to occupy. It's not to make money. Our our whole purpose is to bring glory to God, and we do that through our light, through our candle. So none of us would light a candle then cover it up. But that is often what we do with our life. So how do we keep our candle burning? I mean, Brother Fry, we know we're supposed to. I mean, I don't think I have to preach this morning a message on 
keeping your candle lit because we know that, Brother Tim. It's not like that basic Bible truths we don't understand. It's really a matter of will we do it. It's not knowledge of what we should do. It is desire on whether or not we'll do it, right? I mean, really, if, if that's all I'm doing is telling you truths from the word of God, simple, you know them. Now, sometimes we need more. We need to bring that to light. But here this morning, if I were to uh, just close right now and say, listen, don't cover your candle, you'd walk out there saying, yep, I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. Brother Bobby, we live in, we live in dark days. We live in difficult days. I'm not saying that, friend, today is not difficult. I'm not saying it's not difficult to uh, let your candle shine. But it still does not relieve us of the responsibility and the mandate God gives us to let it shine, right? The Bible tells us in verse number 16, no man. That means you, that means me. So how do we do it? I'll give you a couple things. Number one, we are to understand the focus of our purpose. We've already determined we have a purpose and we got to find that purpose and that purpose is to glorify God and to magnify him so that others may see the goodness of God. We remember salt and light. We've talked about that, that if salt has lost its saltiness, its savor, its good for nothing, it's to be tossed out and trampled. Same thing with a candle. You know you're to be a candle. How is it that I can light the world? How is it that I can keep my candle burning, right? Because I, I get it. I've done this a long time, preacher, and you've done it longer than I have. And if, if we, listen, if we had a church full of people that I've seen over the last almost 20 years that started out on fire for God and fizzled out, we would be in our fifth or sixth building program right now. And they all have a reason, preacher's bad, church is bad, got hurt, whatever, whatever. But the bottom line is, somewhere, somehow, most of them, if not all, their candle quit burning. They got cold, right? So how do we keep it? have to understand the focus of our purpose. In other words, what, am I, what has got to be the single thing that keeps me going? It's not money. Hate to tell you this, but your stock market probably might go down coming up, coming up not too long. Economy probably not going to be great, so you've enjoyed all the gains. Guess what? If that's what you're hooking your wagon to, you're in for a rough ride. Job market, listen, my housing market, whatever it is, you better get your eyes off of this stuff and get it on one thing. One thing, in order to understand the focus, our fo what is our focus? What is our purpose? It's to serve God. It is a decision that we have to make. When the candle is lit, you have to decide whether you're going to put it out or hide it. Amen? It is a decision to serve God. When decisions are based off of reason, emotion, or circumstance, they may change. When they're based off of faith, it's always the same. You may look and say, well, you know what, preacher, listen, I get it, that's what I should do, but you don't understand my circumstance. Doesn't matter your circumstance. God has, has gifted this, this uh, uh, person of the Holy Spirit of God to always be with us, to always guide us. 
And when we start reasoning out why we should not live for God, well, you know what, I can't do it at work. You may not be able to verbally do it at work, but listen, the fact that you're in on the dirty jokes doesn't say a whole lot about your candle. Amen. Hey, the fact that, uh, that uh, uh, you're running around with people that uh, uh, don't glorify God and you're uh, in that lifestyle, you're not saying much about your candle. Getting quiet now, amen. See, when decisions are based off what I think or how I feel, they can be wrong. When they're based off the word of God, they're always right. And so the Bible doesn't say let your candle shine when you feel like it. It just says let your candle shine. So when the decision is based on purpose, a person is committed to the cause. Listen, when you realize what your purpose is, nothing's gonna stop you. How is it that these Olympians trained their whole life for one event, maybe for 30 seconds, maybe for a couple minutes, because their purpose is to one thing, win a gold medal. That's it. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about uh, uh, social life. They don't care about popularity. They want to train hours and hours and hours and give up pleasure and give up things of life because they have one goal, a gold medal. Now, what's your gold medal? Well, I want to be popular. I I want people to like me. Guess what? They're not going to. Most people, Brother Jerry, they'll like you as long as you're doing for them. When you quit doing for them, they're out, amen? But if, if I serve one that, that sticketh closer than a brother that loved me, God commended his love toward me, and then while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. If that is my purpose, to serve him because he rescued me from hell, if that is it, friend, nothing else is gonna get in the way. Not only to sp- serve God, but to spread the gospel. Let me ask you this, if your light is to illuminate darkness for someone else, when's the last time you shared the gospel with anybody? Watch this, he invites us to come, come unto me, but he commands us to go, go ye. One is an invitation, come unto me, the other is a command. So when you accept the invitation, you also accept the command. Hey, listen, it's not a if I want to. It is either I do or I don't. But either way, if you do, you, you are obedient. If you don't, you're disobedient. So in, in, enjoy the invitation God gives you, but also realize there comes with a condition. It's called a command. We're to be salty to cause people to thirst for what we have. So we're to serve God. We're to spread the gospel. And then we are to seek God. To seek God. The Lord is our number one priority. He is our priority. But John, that's all that matters. You know how many people, Brother Fry, I've heard, uh, uh, don't go to church because of their family? But I think the Lord said, if we follow him, it may cost us family. Quiet now. Oh, but preacher, I love my family and I just don't think God would want me to serve God. I don't think he'd want me to come to church if, it, if I lost my family. You got scripture for that? Well, no, but I just feel like that's what God would well, don't feel. You better decide to serve God no matter what it costs you. You better learn to seek God no matter what it costs you. Our purpose is to put the Lord first in everything. First. Not figure out how he fits in your life somehow. What's interesting to me, we live in a day, and we were talking about in our Sunday school class, 
we were talking about uh, love. Biblical definition of love. We read scripture and I said, now where, where do we hear that scripture? What was it? 1 Corinthians 13.1. Every wedding you hear, it's all the same thing, right? It's the definition of biblical love. Charity, right? And everybody wants to start their marriage out right. Well, you know, and that's good. But it's all words until you obey them, right? And the thing that we look at is, is one of the things that the Bible says, uh, charity does not vaunt itself. doesn't promote itself, right? It does not, it's not conceited, it's not arrogant, right? And so we live in a world, we live in a day where that's everything, right? Look at me. Follow me. How many followers do you have on Instagram? How many followers, how many friends do you have on Facebook? How many thumbs up did you get on that post? And, you know, the business world does it. Hashtag, hashtag. You know what they're doing? They're trying, to, they're trying to put people in their pipeline to say, follow this, follow me. And for business, that's not necessarily bad, right? But as an individual, what we're doing is putting self first. And our whole society is geared toward that. But Gary, do, do we not even see how selfish this world has made us? Do we not see how ungodly the day we're living in is? It is almost like we're saying, don't worry about God. And, and even, Brother Fry, even in, in church and preaching and songs, we've almost got to the place where we've made God our co-pilot. How does he help me? What does he do for me? What, is, what do I get out of this relationship? And see, if our candle's gonna burn, we've got to seek God. And I'll tell you this, church, Listen, I hate to tell you, but the days ahead, you better, you have better already started seeking God. You better be finding, listen, what you believe because you're going to be challenged with it. We're already being challenged with it. Every single day. You got people scared to death. I mean, they're scared to death of this virus. And I get it, it's bad. Brother Fry, others that are recovered, praise God for that. I get it's bad. I get it's contagious. But we've had bus kids, Brother Bobby told me that said they wouldn't come to church because they're afraid of COVID. And if you put drunk driving deaths and cancer deaths on the news every single day, said, look at all these people, dying, there'd be a fear for that. And Christians are scared to death to let their light shine. We stop seeking God. We're more interested in what Fauci's got to say than what God has to say. Hello? 
I'm not telling you to be unsafe. I'm not trying to promote. Listen, bless God if you don't come to church. But what we're seeing today is not about church attendance. It's about God's people quit seeking God. So we're to put him first in everything. You don't, listen, you say, well, we can't go knock on doors, preacher. But it doesn't, doesn't stop you from handing somebody a track at the grocery store. It doesn't uh, hinder us from sharing our testimony. Doesn't hinder us from telling people how good our God is. But you know what we've done? We've got to seek God. Then we have to understand the focus of our purpose is to surrender to God. Submit to God. The Bible gives us the illustration of dying to self. Mortifying the body, right? Only then can we surrender. That's what it's about. Friend, we're soldiers. We're not the high commander. He is. We are to go and do whatever he tells us to do. We are, we are simply, listen, we are here to do the will of the Father. We are here to take the commandment of God, the direction of God, and say, yes, sir, that's it. It's either obedience or disobedience. Well, I don't get it, preacher. I just think God will Let's stop thinking about what you think God is and what you think God will say and read the word of God, and then you'll know what he says. So we have to understand the focus of our purpose if we're going to let our candle burn. Number two, we have to understand the fruit of purpose. What it, 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 when you figure this out, right? When you figure out your purpose is to, is to be a light. When you figure out your purpose is for your candle to shine, to illuminate darkness so others can see the goodness of God. When it, when it clicks in your brain, right? And it stays in your heart. What does it look like? Right? Because Brother Harley, a lot of people think, man, if I, it's just going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. Listen, when you got a man that's 90 years old that's been preaching longer than a lot of us have been alive and he stays up the night before because he's so excited to get to church, please, please don't tell me about your woes. When your sole desire is to serve God and love God, don't tell me how bad your life is when there's a man that almost died, 90 years old, giving his life up to serve God, and there is a joy in his heart and a joy in his step just to come to church. That don't sound like he's suffering all that much to me. And if he's not suffering, guess what? We're not either. What does it give us? It gives sense to our lives. It gives sense. What do you mean by sense? Without the Lord, life makes no sense. Think about this, all right? Let's be, let's be rational and reasonable this morning. If, it, if there's no eternity, what in the world are we doing here? Brother Ronnie, what is, what is the purpose of being on a ball of dirt for 70 to 80 years to die, go in the ground, and then that's it. You ever thought about that? It almost makes as much sense as a giant explosion taking place and throwing matter all over and it just forming earth and tadpoles. 
doesn't it? There's no purpose. Why be here? It's not just to wake up in the morning, go to work, lay your head down until you reach uh, your deathbed. That's not it. And if that's all you got, no wonder you don't have any joy. Amen. I mean, if your life consists of the same thing every day, I'd get bored with it, wouldn't you? But when you wake up and know that today is the day the Lord hath made, I, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day the Lord hath made. Tomorrow's gonna be the, the, the day the Lord has made. I've got something to do. God's given me a purpose. Now all of a sudden I've got some joy. It gives a sense to our lives. It makes sense why I'm here because I'm trying to let my candle shine so others can go to heaven too. There's something, amen. Now you can wake up and have some joy and let your candle shine and it's not not all about, oh, woe is me and how awful my life is. Wah, wah, wah. You know what I think churches become and Christians have become? A nursery. Here's one whining, put a bottle in their mouth. Here's another one, put a bottle in their mouth. Here's one crying, take them to the crying room. Man, we don't need babies. We need soldiers. We need some folks going to sprinkle some gunpowder on their cornflakes, uh, have a backbone like a saw log and say, God's good, and it doesn't matter what the devil throws at me today. God's good. I'm a light. Hallelujah. I'm going to let it shine, and nothing's going to put it out. When you get that way, you, it gives sense to your life. Now, what's your life for? What kind of sense does your life make? Because there will be a time, if it hasn't already, that you'll question that. And you know what, Brother Matt? Some people get to the point, and it's sad, that they don't see what their life is about, and they don't see any, any reason to live anymore, and that's sad. But God's given us purpose. And when we understand that purpose, it, get, it makes sense, right? And when it makes sense, all of a sudden you say, listen, I got it now. Now I can go out and do something. When it, listen, when nobody else wants to do it, I can do it. And you may have to walk alone, but it makes sense to you. It also gives scope to our lives. When you understand the greater purpose is not 70 years of living on this earth, it's not to see how many degrees you can get, it's not to see how much money you can make. When you look at this blip in time compared to eternity, you understand the scope of it. That what you do here dictates your eternity. If in this life you reject Christ, your eternity is going to be in hell. If in this life you say no to the Lord and you never receive Jesus Christ, heaven's not going to be your home. But watch, for you and I that are saved, what we do in this life also determines the rewards that we get in eternity. You say, it just doesn't seem to pay to serve God because you're looking at it wrong. We, we, live, we live in a consumption world, right? Black Friday, you know what I'm saying? Come spend your money. It brings a sense of pleasure to spend the money that you worked hard to the business that you spend it in and there's a little bit of pleasure. Oh, I feel good. I bought something. 
until that thing gets old. And there are people, Brother Fry, listen, there are people that I have met, and I'm sure you have as well. They didn't plan very well for their future. I've done the funeral of people, Brother Eddie, that they have died and their family comes and said, we don't have the money to bury them. They didn't have any life insurance. They didn't have any money. And they'll say, never darken the doors of church, but then say, you think the church could help us pay for it? Come on. You know why? We want it now. Oh, get it. Ooh, get it. Ooh, get it. So you got people that, and I get, don't get me wrong, there's always the exception. But we buy stuff now, we don't think about when we retire. We don't think about down the road. And we do the same thing spiritually. We don't think about heaven. We think about, Brother Marty, hallelujah, I'm going there one day. But you ever thought what it's going to be like? Oh, it's going to be so wonderful. Streets of gold, gates of pearl. Oh, I'm going to have a mansion. Can I give you a timeout, reality check? Look up here. Did you forget about the judgment seat? <laughs> Did you forget about the beam of seat? See, before we get to enjoy that, we got to face this. What did you do with the opportunities, with the resources? What did you do with your candle while you were here? We hear all the songs, Brother Fry, about, oh, when I get to heaven, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run and I'm going to bow at Jesus' feet and I'm going to praise him for a million years for saving me. You don't hear me songs about the judgment seat. I don't know if I've heard many at all. There's going to be some answering done too. See? See, when you have the right purpose, it gives scope that this thing's more than just today. This is eternal. Then it gives stimulation to our lives. Purpose gives passion. Right? When you know, praise God, that you got purpose, there's a passion. You know what I hear all the time? People say, I need to be motivated. So, preacher, motivate me. Hey, motivate me so-and-so to go and exercise and to work out. And uh, listen, motivate me in my business to do better. I need a motivational speaker. You know what that is? That's like, that's like a shot of coffee. Right? That's like that sugar rush that you get when you eat half a birthday cake. You say, I don't need a half a birthday. It's because you're not right for the Lord. You, when you, if you get right with God, you'll want to eat a half a birthday cake. That sugar high is good for a little bit, but then what happens? Crash. That's what motivation is, right? It's good to start out with, but you know what sustains you? Discipline. Because how many times do you get up? Or I do, I'll speak for me. Now I'm like, I, the night before I was, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work out, 
And then you get up the next morning and that bed is so warm. And you realize if I get out of this bed, I got to hit the cold. Now, I was motivated the night before, but now I'm not motivated. But when I have discipline and decide that no matter how I feel the next morning, I'm going to get up and do it because I know that's what I'm supposed to do. Now, all of a sudden, when I get up in the morning, there's no question about whether I'm going to do it. It's just whether or not I'm going to obey what I've already decided to do. See? When you have purpose, it gives you passion. And when you have passion, many are bored with their life because they have no passion. You, you're not excited about what you're doing. Get up, go to work, blah, 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 come home, go to bed. Where's the passion, man? When you serve God and you realize that God saved you and God loves you and God uh, died on the cross for you and realize that he's taking you to heaven, there ought to be a passion. Well, it was when I first got saved. Then renew the passion by going back to the cross. Hey, just keep going back. Every time the devil beats you down, go back to the cross and see what Jesus did for you and say, man, there it is again. There it is again. Every morning, go to the cross. Every day, go to the cross. Every day, just love God because he loved you. Without purpose, life saps our strength. You know what's happening today? That's what's happening. I see folks that are so, so defeated but Paul, it's like, you, and it's, it's no, listen, the devil's smart. He's sapping you of your strength. You turn on the news, no good news, is it? I mean, think about where we are today. I want to be careful because I don't want to depress you. Every day, third wave, COVID, every day, here's the recount, here's the, here's the scandal, right? Every day, here's how many people have died, gunshots, police officers getting shot. I mean, everywhere you turn is bad, right? But here's what's amazing to me. We just keep getting sucked in by it. We don't go to the word of God and find the good news. Read the back of the book. You want good news? Read the back of the book. Don't read the newspaper, right? Don't read social media. Don't watch Fox News, CNN, uh, MSNBC, or none of the rest of them. It's all bad. But go there, and you'll say, huh, this thing's going to be over. I think I can make it another mile. I think I can make it around the next corner. I think I, I can make it till Jesus comes back. But if you don't spend time in the word of God, you're, you know what Satan's doing? He's sapping your strength. I can do all things through Christ. Now you claim that all you want to, but if you don't let it happen, right? If you don't let God strengthen you, if you're gonna say it and claim it, and then the first time the devil throws up a roadblock, you say, well, it didn't work. I'm depressed, I'm discouraged. It gives us stimulation when we've got a purpose. And then finally, it gives steadfastness to our lives. We're pressing toward the mark of a high calling. It helps us endure. It gives us strength to stand. It keeps us from getting sidetracked. I got a, 
I don't do this. I like this time of the year because I take the next month, Miss Mina, I close out some stuff and then I start planning for 2021. The whole month of December is going to be closing stuff out, looking back, trying to figure out what I could have done better and then looking forward to 2021 adjusting some plans, adjusting schedules, adjusting things and saying, okay. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, we're doing that with church. We're going 2021 and we're looking and we, we've cut some things out. But then also we're not sitting back going, okay, we've got to wait. We're not out of, wait till the, wait till the uh, vaccine comes and everything will be normal. See, you... If you're going to be steadfast, whatever the circumstance, the purpose is still the same, right? If you know your purpose in life, regardless of the circumstance, still the same. It gives you steadfastness when you have purpose. And your purpose is to let your candle shine. Now, that ain't too hard, is it? God didn't tell us to build anything great, right? He didn't tell us to go out and... He didn't tell in this story, he didn't say go out and make candles. He didn't say go out and find fire. He just said let your candle shine. But that's the choice you've got to make. And when you've got purpose, you let your candle shine. If, you're, if your purpose is to glorify God, doesn't matter what happens. I've got to figure out some way to bring God glory in all this stuff, Right? COVID, I got to figure out some way to bring God glory. Joe Biden wins, I got to figure out some way to bring God glory. Cancer, I got to find glory, somehow to give God glory, right? Somehow, if I got him first and I got purpose, I got to let my candle shine. Now, I think I know Brother Fry well enough. We've been friends a long time. And I've watched him, I've observed him, and I'm just guessing that even when he was at the hospital, he let his candle shine. Matter of fact, Brother Jerry told me that all the nurses loved Brother Fry. Some of you have been through some pretty tough times. And you let your candle shine. And you had people wondering how in the world with what they've been through can they still serve God like they do? You let your candle shine because you had purpose. Now I'm doing this. We're made out of this old flesh and every time circumstance comes we don't always let our candle shine like we should. But maybe by taking this message Going forward, when it's that time that's tough, we can draw and say, you know what, I've got a purpose. And I'm going to let my candle shine. It's my choice to let it shine. Not for me, just like Scripture said, for others that would come in the house. Will you let your candle shine? Will you stand with me this morning? Miss Billy, I want you to come... Sing that song again, if you would, for invitation while she comes.
Let's bow our heads this morning. Close her eyes. No one's looking around. She's coming. Maybe this morning. Lord spoke to your heart. honest this morning you would admit that if you died today that you wouldn't go to heaven that you've never been a time in your life that you've placed your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ would you slip your hand up and say pastor I need you to pray for me this morning if you don't know for sure you'd go to heaven when you died will you slip your hand up this morning I'm not going to come to you I won't embarrass you I just want to pray for you according to our testimony every person in here is a believer you've accepted Christ as your savior you're on your way to heaven now my question is this are you letting your light shine are you letting your light shine so others can see it preacher I normally do but there we go don't you just make your way out of your pew get on this altar Say, God, will you renew my focus? Maybe that's all it takes. You're not out in gross immoral sin. You're just defeated. You're discouraged. The wind's out of your sail. You, you've just got kicked in the gut. need some help you come isn't it good God is inviting you this morning no matter where you are in your life for renewal that's good news you don't have to be a hero you don't have to be an all star you just got to be honest and we've all been there We have all been there. Listen, you're going down the road, loving God, everything's good, and all of a sudden there's a roadblock, right? There's a curve you didn't see coming. You come. 